This is the Devotion Rewind, where we take a look back through the archive at some of Pastor Robert's most loved sermons. Join us as we get blessed once again through this powerful message. Today I want to talk to you about having a cheerful disposition instead of giving way to a spirit of complaining. And I know that complaining can be quite natural to the human fallen nature, to the world that we're living in. But the Lord needs to keep us from that spirit, folks. We're not of this world. We're of the kingdom of our heavenly Father in heaven. We don't belong to this world. And therefore, that spirit of complaining should not be in our nature. We should really see it as sin. I mean, the Bible calls it sin, and we should too. In other words, some falling short of God's glory. That's not what I'm meant to be like. So I want to start with you out of Psalms. And it's a very short little psalm. It's right in front of the mammoth, amazing Psalm of David, Psalm 118. But I want to read to you Psalm 117. It only has two verses. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Loud Him, all you peoples. For His merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. Oh, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. For His merciful kindness is great toward us. That psalm can set you into a place of prayer where you begin to worship God, praise Him, worship Him for His merciful kindness that is so immeasurably great that the heavens cannot contain it. The height and depth and the breadth and length of it cannot be fathomed. It's beyond measure. Oh, I just love the merciful kindness of the Lord towards me and His truth endures forever. In other words, it's always real to me. It's it's always real. It's always a living experience. I want to encourage you to live within this. You see, it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, Rejoice always, verse 16. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. You know, I once read about Smith Wigglesworth, who was a great man, from Bradford, who became a, a phenomenal apostle of the Lord in his later years. And he uh, once said that he never prayed much longer than a half an hour at a time. But then he hardly ever went without prayer for half an hour. So he might not have prayed long, but he prayed all the time. And it says, pray without ceasing. And then here comes verse 18. In everything, Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So if somebody would wonder, if somebody would ask you, what's God's will for your life? Is that in everything I give thanks, in everything. You see, that is such a phenomenal, powerful shield. When no matter what you go through, you say, Lord, I thank you that you're always with me. I thank you that you always love me. I thank you, Father, that you watch over me and keep me and uphold me and strengthen me, that you, Father, bring me through by your amazing grace, that I may give you the praise for all you've done, Lord, and what I'm going through, you see? That's giving thanks. 
You see how simple it is to always give thanks, even when things are not nice? To always give thanks is such a good way to protect and to guard your heart. Let me read you one more scripture here in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Do all things without grumbling and fault-finding and complaining against God and one another and questioning and doubting among yourselves. Let me read that again. Do all things without grumbling, <clears throat> without fault-finding. Grumbling. Mm. You know, you can get attitudes, behaviors that are formed by grumbling, fault-finding, complaining. You can pull your eyes at people in a disgusting way, irritating way. Do you know that grumbling and fault-finding and complaining can shape you and form you and give you negative, unkind, unfriendly, unhappy dispositions? I don't know about you, but I don't want to learn those. I want to unlearn those if I have any. You know, I used to, Virginia would say, honey, you're looking so angry. And I, I went, oh, wow, okay, I'm, I'm not angry. Uh, okay, I have to kind of think, what do I need to do to change it? And I would start praying and say, Lord, you've got to fix me. You see, and, and it's true, when I was younger, I was a very angry individual. I was just born with that kind of weakness and shortcomings and the Lord had to transform me and he could do it for you he could do it and this is what we're talking about today and he says why do you want to get rid of those dispositions of complaining grumbling fault finding doubting and and then being suspicious and assumptions presumptions about people you know negative in other words you know that you don't believe the best about people why do you want to get rid of it? Well, here's the next verse. That you may show yourself to be blameless and guiltless, innocent, uncontaminated children of God without blemish, faultless, unrebukable, in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverse, among whom you are seen as bright lights, stars or beacons shining out clearly in a dark world. Do you see that? That you shine. You have to tell your face sometimes. Come on, rejoice always. Come on, pray without ceasing. Come on, in everything give thanks. This is the will of God concerning you. So that you may shine and be radiant in the day in which you're living in your disposition. I want to take you to Exodus chapter 16. Because you see, the Lord <clears throat> was taking his people, Israel, out of bondage where they had been for over 400 years. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he took them out of that place by great miracles and signs and wonders to prove to them and to the whole world, I am the Lord God Almighty. There is none beside me. And you are my people called to represent me in all the earth. You are the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. My promise to bless you and to make you a source of my blessing to all humanity is upon your life. And the Lord was calling his people out, those whom he had predestined 
to be called out, he also called, right? He had told Moses in chapter 15 and and other places there in Genesis that he would bring his people out of the land of bondage into the land of promise that he had shown to Abraham. So those whom he had predestined, they weren't born yet. He already had said what he was going to do with them, just like you and me. We are called out of the world to enter into our heavenly home to which we are predestined, where Jesus now is living to intercede for you and me so that we may have a warm welcome when we come up to our heavenly Father. Oh, what a joy, what a joy, right? And so the Lord had, by his mighty power, brought them out. And he brought them to a place, three days travel, where the water was bitter, called Merah. And there he, by miracle, made the water sweet for them to drink. The water actually was very good for them, but the taste of it was hard to bear. Sometimes, folks, when we have been too much like the world, listen closely, when we've been in the world and we come out of the world, that which is healthy and good for us can maybe not taste so good to begin with. Why? We're so used to drinking the poisonous, dark, nature of the world, the gossips, the envy, the strife, the jealousy, the lust, the fear, the hatred, the bitterness, the the nature of the world. We're used to drinking from that. And then we are needing to drink from mercy and forgiveness and forbearance and long-sufferance and goodness and truth and joy and love for our enemies and blessings for those who curse us. And that can maybe not taste so good to begin with. And so the Lord sweetened it for them by the cross. Oh, what a powerful example that Jesus took the sting of death away in his suffering. And now in his sweet divine nature imparts into us this new life. It's so, so powerful examples. And after this experience, the Lord made a covenant with them there in Genesis 15, 26 and said, I am the Lord that heals you that you will not suffer any of the diseases that are common to the world is because I am the Lord your healer and the Lord made a covenant with them. If you listen to me and do what I instruct you and walk in my ways, then none of these things will come upon you. And then he brought them to a place called Elam where there were 70 palm trees and there were 12 wells and he nourished them and lavished them with the abundance in preparation to bring them through the wilderness so that they could have faith. The Heavenly Father takes care of us. The Heavenly Father provides for us. The Heavenly Father watches over us. And as they came out of Elam into the wilderness, look what happened. This is Exodus chapter 16. And they journeyed from Elam (coughs) and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of sin which is between Elam and Sinai, where the Lord met them in glory and splendor. On the 15th day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt, then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. when we sat by the pots of meat and when we had bread to the full. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. I mean, it's, it's, it's like unimaginable that they would choose slavery 
for pleasure. The pleasure of having a bit of meat to eat and bread to eat, they would choose slavery instead of trusting and waiting on God. You know, and this is what we almost learn. It says in Hebrews 11 that Abraham would have had opportunity to return back to the familiar things of the world where he came from if he would have looked back to it. But he steadfastly kept looking to that which God had prepared for him. And you know, friends, I want to encourage you, the world has nothing to offer you. It's dead in sin and trespasses. You've been made alive in Christ. You've been brought into a new life. You've given up sorcery. You've given up evil, sinfulness, watching of witchcraft in movies. You've given up immorality, sex outside of marriage. You've given up drunkenness. You've given up stealing and lying in the way you do business and so forth. You've given up the ways of sin of this world to embrace the ways of the Heavenly Father. And the Lord wants you to learn to drink out of the well of His salvation with joy. He wants you to drink out of this new life with pleasure, where you learn to love like He loves, where you learn to bless like He blesses, where you learn to give like He gives, where you learn to live like He lives. Amen? Thank you for listening to today's installment of Devotion Rewind. If you are blessed by today's message, please feel free to contact us and visit our website at lifechurchuk.org.